The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out ProfessionalCasual.com. Welcome to the Comic Book Rundown. And with me today is my co-host Ron. Hey everybody. It has been a very long brain fart. Oh yeah. Um I know when you guys are listening to this, it will be February, but uh it's been a long year for 2022. Uh also a long weekend. Um Emily just kind of spent all day yesterday being a like not sick, but like exhausted. Um, so she was basically in bed all day and i was yeah i mean i was down here editing i literally i was like oh okay i'm gonna read this and then i spent most of the time playing zelda (laughs) (laughs) i mean this is i've read it before and it was just and they go super quick these are quick reads which is really nice um but how are you doing um you know yesterday i was actually feeling kind of similar to uh Emily, I was just, I was out, like, I woke up, well, first off, I fell asleep on the couch, because I had Pathfinder a uh, night before last, and after we did that, I had sat down on the couch, I was waiting for everybody to get home, you know, or whatever, I fell asleep, slept on the couch until about 3.30 in the morning, woke up, and I was like, uh, yeah, fuck it, I went back to sleep, <laughs> uh, woke back up at, like, 6.30, and I was like, all right, I should probably get up, you know, either go to bed and sleep or, you know, get the day started. So I went in, you know, showered, got up, got breakfast, sat back down on the couch. And I was just like, man, I don't feel like doing anything. I had, I had some stuff that I wanted to paint. That's just sitting on my, uh, um, coffee table and I played games for a little bit and then I took a nap ish. It wasn't really a nap. I just kind of laid there and then, yeah, and then relaxing is a good nap, I guess. And then I got up to you know like clean around the house. I changed out the dishes and stuff like that, and um, came down here, took care of you know like some of the mess that was left over from Pathfinder. And then I went back upstairs, sat back down, and then I played games for like six hours. Nice. And then I got bored with that, so I uh, was like, oh, you know, it would be great to do to read the comic that I'm supposed to read for uh, the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> So I, I read this and almost the exact time that I got this finished, Charity was like, Hey, you know, what are you up to? You want to go to the Hyde brothers, uh, midnight sale. Ooh. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, I would definitely absolutely love to do that because I've just been lazy all day and, you know, yeah. So we, um, I got a couple books. I, so I bought, uh, they have, they do grab bags that are like $5. It's just full of books, like whatever. Yeah. So like, I usually get one of those every year, just. Even if I don't read the books, like I'll just take them and then I'll just, you know, like give them to people or even. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I just sit on the shelf until I look at them and I'm like, oh, what the hell are these? Yeah, I don't know this book. Bye. Yeah. Um, But we did that. And then uh, a couple friends of ours were out and they wanted to know if we wanted to come hang out. We went out there. That was really just kind of meh. Um, So we were like, yeah, you just want to go back home. So we came back home. We started watching a movie, which. It was really good from what I saw, but then I fell asleep. Which movie? Um, not Dream World, Sleep World. It's with Jason Momoa. Um, oh, oh, on Netflix. Um, yeah. Crap. It, by time people listen to this, it, by time we're recording, it just came out. Um, yeah. And you're probably yelling at me, although maybe not. Maybe people didn't watch it. I'm not entirely sure. It is called Slumberland. Slumberland. Yes, sorry. Yep. 
Yeah, that, that was my bad. I, I should have known what it was. Well, but yeah, yeah but you fell we, asleep in Slumberland, so that's really the point of it, right? Exactly. Except no, it, it was actually it looked like I said it was a, from what I'd seen of it, which I was awake for like all whole twenty minutes of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was good. I liked it. Um, but uh, Charity woke me up because she started falling asleep. She's like, "Let's just you know, let's just go to bed." So we went in, you know, brushed teeth, went to bed. Uh, woke up this morning. Uh, like 8.55, something like that. Well, I got out of bed around 8.55, and I was like, yeah, I need to make breakfast. So I started making breakfast, and then I saw your message, and I was like, well, shit, I was like, I better hurry up and make breakfast. So Again, I sent that saying, hey, I just set it up. Yeah, but I still normally we start at 9.30, and I wanted to get, you know, around. And so we sat down, and we were eating breakfast, and uh, I was like, you know, we'd put on um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, so we could watch an episode of that while we were eating and uh, finished eating, finished the episode. And I was like, shit. I was like, I need to go podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm doing this thing. I forgot. <sighs> Love it. But anyways, today <laughs> we're covering once and future. The second, uh, second volume, the second. next uh, six issues. Yeah. Uh, seven through 12. Yeah. You know, my favorite part about these books is I'm, I'm basically the star. I mean, yeah, uh, it, you are very similar to Duncan looks like young me. Young <sighs> you. Yeah, I guess he is in his 30s. We're in our 30s, too, dude. <laughs> I yeah, thought Duncan was in his 20s. I don't feel like it. Definitely don't feel like it. Late 20s, early 30s, whatever. But yeah, so this is written by Kieran Gillen, illustrated by Dan Mora, art by Tamara Tam- Camera, Bond villain, letters by Ed Dukeshire, and yeah, it was published by Boom, Boom. Studios in uh, that one year. Yeah, yep. That so it was year. not like the other years. Uh, similar to the other years, but not fully the other years. It was twenty twenty. Sorry, it was, it was like early twenty twenty, I believe. Uh, twenty twenty one is what this book says. Uh, that's well. That book is the deluxe. Oh, that's book. right. I've got the uh, yeah. I got the, all I get three multi pack. Which uh, I was gonna say this. I'll go wait till next time we cover the last uh, volume. But I'm not gonna get the other. Like I'm not gonna buy volume four or five, even though the the series has now ended. Uh, I'm gonna wait until the deluxe edition comes out so I can just get that nice. I I, I want to keep it. Hell yeah, because right. this, this is fancy right here. This right. might not come back to you. <laughs> I, know you I know where you live, and I know where you keep it. Do you now? <laughs> well, the next time we record, maybe I'll just have to record in person so I can take it home with me. <laughs> Probably not. Anywho's, um, one quick thing that we forgot to mention in our last coverage of this, which, if you guys want to go check out our previous coverage, go check out episode 6. 11, 11 through 616 uh and that will cover the first six issues uh, one thing we didn't cover in that because i think we both forgot at the time there is a little bit of a end like a little little like couple pages at the it's, end it's like it. the after Pro-law, credit scene almost. or yeah <laughs> uh and it is just merlin coming in and taking mary as uh nimue 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 uh, and I don't know that story per se. I don't I, like I, I recognize the name, but I didn't recognize like who she is. I don't know a ton of Arthurian lore at the moment. Uh, I think I mentioned this last time. Myths and Legends uh, podcast I listen to have brought up a ton of that, and they they do a fun little like I don't want to say a twist, but they they have a fun way with it, and they they'll throw jokes in in and out from time to time. But they will also give like you know, uh, warnings for for violence and rape and and, and all that stuff. So yeah, that's probably check, a good thing. Yeah, go check out Bits of Legends. It's a really really good podcast. Uh, if you like the obviously what it's called, myths and legends. So, uh, but yeah, so we we finished up that. So Merlin was introduced technically in the last volume. Correct. On to this one. We are currently in Camelot in the other world. And if you guys remember, Arthur, King Arthur, is back alive. He actually was this giant villain. 
who hated the Saxons, and his uh, who uh, Lancelot, no Galahad. 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 Thank you. Um, who turned out to be the son of Mary, who is also the stepbrother of Duncan, Duncan. Uh, our main character. Um, Mary, or at that time she was going by um, Elaine. Thank you. Uh, had Mary's um, her given name. Elaine was the first story that she took over, and now she is Nimue. Yeah, she after after Merlin showed up, she is now Nimue. Uh, Galahad though is still with Arthur and all of his men, and Arthur is just like, hey, I need uh, I need a knight that can go take care of my enemies, and Galahad's like, let me do it, sir. I got the sir. It's me. I'm your best knight. I swear. Look, look at me. Look at the helmet. Look at the gloves. I'm the best knight. I'm the only one that doesn't look like a monster. I can totally take care of this. And then he's like, yes, but what if yeah, you like, sat well, on... You... Yeah, you sit on the throne and see what happens. Oh, I, I could totally do that, sir. You know, what do they, what do they call this thing? The uh, Siege Perilous. Yeah. And he's like, well, of course, I'm your best knight, so of course I can sit here. He sits down and it turns him into... A monster, shocker, right? And now you're my best knight, he says. Exactly. So back on Cornwell, our our planet, uh, Duncan is killing a fairy, or fat. No, it was a pixie. A pixie. a pixie. And um, it, it was one of those Cornish pixies. Wow. Um. So also, last we left it, uh, Duncan had kind of assumed the mantle of. Uh... Well, he become Percival, yes. But well, no, I meant assume the mantle of like the the person that keeps the stories in line. Yes, which Gran was doing it, but she you know got old. Uh, but also because of what's been hap- what happened in the first volume, he is not happy with her at the moment. So they aren't exactly on they're on speaking her. terms, but they're not on like you know, hey, you're my grandson and I love you. Hey, you're my grandma and I love you type of deal. It's more like, hey, hey this is business. Her. Yeah, and anytime she tries bringing up something that's not business, he, uh, oh, I gotta go. Oh, brush her off. Well, yep. they're they're chatting, and then Rose calls him, calls Duncan, and so he says goodbye to Grandma, Granny, Gran. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, and picks up the phone from Rose, and she is basically his uh, compass. He, the, her role is to inform him when a uh, problem arises other and then and then she arise. also takes care of making sure that like the mortal authorities don't uh um, yeah, right. yeah or that well they come and clean up too like she's the she's the contact between uh you know the government and him or whatever but she also doesn't yeah. know who in the government she talks to so correct so she's telling him that he needs to go to uh, where um, London. Sorry, go yeah. to London. I was gonna say Sutton Hill, but that's actually where they go next. Yeah, um, it's one of the museums, isn't it? The British Museum. Yes, I believe. Which so. doesn't surprise me because all the shit that's stolen that's in the British Museum. I mean, of course, it's gonna have you know yeah, magical significance. Weird, <clears throat> weird. So he's wandering around, and here comes, or he finds the was it the helmet of uh. uh what was it? It was a helm. It, it was a, a helmet of somebody. Yeah. Um, well, I know they call, they say it, and they're going to say it here in a minute. But as he's staring at that helmet, in walks Galahad, looking like a terrible beast. And and Duck is just like, oh, shit. Um, okay, what, what happened to you? Like, I'm perfect! This is perfect! Perfection! <laughs> looks terrible. I think he's angry about it because he knows that he's not perfect, but he's supposed to be perfect. So he's like, oh. how dare you question my authority? Oh. <laughs> well, as that's happening, though, Duncan's obviously being distracted by Galhead. Somebody goes over to the British Library, which is nearby, and bursts open a, a, a glass and takes the book out. And Can it really crazy. be stealing from anything that's a British library or museum? I mean, they have... Is it is it like played, secondhand stealing? Something like that. They've laid claim to it for a century or so. And, um, you know, they... Uh, oh, like finders keepers type of thing. Yeah, the possessions, nine-tenths of the law, stuff like that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, obviously, this this person is just following their, their lead, and they now possess <laughs> this, this, this book, this tome. 
What it is, we don't know yet. Not yet. But while Duncan's fighting Galahad, Grand shows up. <laughs> and uh, she... Well... <laughs> so she distracts Galahad enough for Duncan to get away. And then Galahad decides that he's going to take out Grant instead. Well, he goads her because, or I'm sure she goads him because that's. Kind I of mean, that's what, yeah, that's what she do. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but as he's running at her, something slices him. Well, basically like below the knees. Uh, it, yeah, it cuts, it cuts the, the horse in half. He's riding a horse in the museum. You know, yeah, I mean, because that's yeah. how you do. Yeah, exactly. He it slices the horse literally chest back to the the, the ass. Yeah, I was gonna say hind is the word I was trying to get. Um, and cuts off Percival's legs. I'm sorry, Galahad's um, legs. Galahad's legs. And uh, now he is kind of legless. Ooh. <laughs> not to be confused with Legolas yeah exactly uh, and then Graham's just like alright so um, you got piss off or what oh yeah by the way call me grandma yeah and then he disappears yep um, she tries making you know small talk with uh, or shop talk I guess with Duncan yeah. and he's like oh hey Grant I gotta go <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Rose calls him up and is like, hey, so there's a problem. You stopped whatever was going on there at the uh, the museum, but there actually was a break-in over at the library. But because and... the break-in at the library was so small mm -hmm. compared to this one, none of the uh, um, pins actually went over there like in enough to make it worth anything. Correct. So it's Sutton Who, sorry. Ho? Who? H-O-O? I don't, I don't know all of the uh, English. Uh, Sutton who? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and here we are. We've got Mary, and she's reading out of the tome. Um, I don't know what the dialect is. Norse, I would is assume. Okay. I think that's what um, Beowulf well, is, right? You know, so considering that she is summoning Beowulf, um, I don't remember what... Because I never did read Beowulf, and I never actually saw. I tried reading Beowulf, but it was really boring. So I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe maybe if they readed Beowulf in a uh, more modern uh, um, tempo, give it uh, give it like a couple years, and they'll make another movie out of it. Oh, they did make a movie out of that, didn't they? I feel like they made two. Because one what of them had uh, Angelina Jolie in it, right? Well, one was like a cell shaded animated one. That one was like the most recent one. But I also feel like they made one back in like the fifties or sixties. Oh, maybe. Fuck. I, I don't know. I've never seen any of them, but same. Um, yeah. So now we are introducing Beowulf, and like I said, I don't, I don't know the lore. You obviously don't know the lore. I know a little bit. Like I know Grendel is a big thing, uh, with Beowulf, but I didn't know that he killed him, and then, and we're gonna get to it here, uh, in a bit. Where once he killed them, the mother of monsters comes and starts to attack Beowulf. No, yeah. I, I remembered that part. Um, but then, like, uh, we didn't get into any of uh, um, his uh, best best friend. You know, his gay lover. That uh, <laughs> they were just roommates. But no. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. So on to the next issue of this 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 book. And they are now Bridget and well, Graham and Duncan are at Sutton Who, uh, and they see the candles and they figure out well, one of the reasons why it probably didn't register in Rose's divinations was divinations, whatever, yeah, whatever uh, you want to call that, is because it was somebody was brought over, something was brought over from this side. A human is the one that stole the book, yeah, and did this so. We're like, this is not great. We got to figure out what's going on. Um, and Duncan even brings up something about, well, we're, they stole the, the book of Beowulf, the, the tome of Beowulf. Maybe Beowulf is the one that came through. And she's like, yeah, I don't think so. That's just a, a posh poem or whatever. <laughs> yeah, she just she completely discards us. You know, nah, that Beowulf was junk. Nobody would care about his story to, enough to bring him out. You know, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so back at Camelot, uh, Galahad 
is screaming, you know, because he has no legs. Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> Uh, and then Merlin's just like, all right, cool. Yeah. Hey, we're, uh, I, I understand you're hurt. I understand that you're, uh, you know, dude, the funniest lungs. thing though. Yeah. Arthur's like your, your howls are mighty. Arthur's impressed. The greatest knight has the greatest lungs. Yeah. Basically he's making fun of him right there. You can't tell what? me he's not what, um, but he's just like, all right, cool. So, um, what's, uh, you, you gonna stop anytime soon? <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, but, in walks Merlin, and well, no, sorry, this is Beowulf. Yeah, Beowulf shows up first. Um, and Beowulf and Arthur start uh, attacking, which I thought again, Dan Moore's art is just beautiful here. Oh yeah, this looks uh, badass. Those two like charging each other was just wonderful. Uh, and you know, we just we just kind of read or saw Dan Mora with claws not too long ago. Yeah. And it just, I could definitely see like claws here. Oh, maybe. absolutely. Um, but then, yeah, then Merlin walks in and is like, hey, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, sire. I'm, I'm here to serve you. And this guy is going to help us out, take care of the monsters in the, uh, the world. Um, and Merlin, or uh, author even asks, like, so wait, who are, who are you? Who the hell's Merlin? I don't know you. Yeah, I don't know Merlin, which is interesting because he was actually, asking for merlin earlier previous, previous yeah. volume. so this is what you were saying earlier how his story is not complete it's in flux things are changing but beowulf uh vows to take care of the what does merlin say like the the monster the and his mother thank you yep which uh, is you know grendel and you know uh grendel's mother well, yes, but he's also he's referring. But he's to, referring. He's making Duncan and Gran the villain story. Yep. So back in the regular world, we've got Duncan and Gran going off. They they're done over at the doing whatever investigation they can do. Uh, Mary is, I guess, also. Uh, divinating. I mean, she's got whatever yeah. she's doing. She's she's talking to somebody. She's talking to Merlin. Well, yes, but we don't know that yet. Yeah, we do. I, mean, I guess you kind of did with uh, after, yeah, because he basically makes her his bitch. Okay, fair. Uh, and he basically tells her, um, await my contact. Yeah, and then she asks about Galahad. He says he's well, uh, and it's. I mean, her eyes say, like, is he well? Is he? Doesn't There's right. some definite distrust going in, on in the ranks of uh, the villains in this book, that's for certain. Yeah. Kind of like the distrust going through the ranks of the heroes. So they are... Driving down the road. Yeah, that's great. Go ahead. And, and Rose casts another divination with her pins. And uh, she's like, oh, look, we've got another one right near Sutton Ho. And she's like, oh, well, that's good. Uh, you know, can you give us a better where they're at? And they're, and she pulls out a, a, you know, a more accurate map. And she's like, guys, tell me you're not on uh, the B-1083. And as she's saying this, Beowulf lands, which, okay, first off, as far as he jumped right there, when he landed on their car, that fucker would have crumpled. Yeah. But it doesn't even dent the hood or dent the roof it's he lands like a fucking cat <laughs> and then you know he punches a hole through the roof trying to grab him grand shoots at him he uh, pokes his creepy little eye through the hole and you know i i love this because beowulf he rips off the the top and then he's like beowulf has you now and duncan's just like so uh is this where you say yes duncan you were right <laughs> Hilarious because in the previous issue, Gran did the same exact thing to him. Uh, uh -huh. Talking about, I can't remember, just needing her, uh, you know, helping out. And it's it's wonderful. So we continue on, and Duncan, quick thinking, he he rolls the car on top of. Yeah. And it's funny because he's like he's like you don't suppose uh, 
He's dead now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nope, of course not. As he stands up in the background. And he's on fire. He's like what Well, he's been on fire this whole time. Yes. Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna bring up. And 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 Graham's just like, all right, cool. So uh hey, you take care of him. Dude, this part's uh, so funny though, because Beowulf's like, come, come to me, come to me, hero. My fists are like hammers and my heart like an anvil. And Graham's like, Good luck, Duncan. Be careful. I hear he has fists like hammers. <laughs> Well, and she doesn't know the story. She doesn't know Beowulf. Uh, and like I, I don't know if she put it together now or earlier. Beowulf was one of those, the, the tale got stolen um, long before her family started doing, uh, cut, like watching out for these threats. So it was never passed down in her family line lineage to look out for this. So she has no knowledge whatsoever of Beowulf. And Which so, would be yeah. something that Mary would know. Correct. Which is, I think, also kind of why this happened how it happened. Uh-huh. So, Duncan goes off face and faces against Beowulf. Uh, Gran is looking for a weapon, anything that can hurt him. Uh, and she comes across a Claymore mine. <laughs> which is wonderful. So great. Um, um, but Beowulf's getting ready to rip Duncan's arms off. Yep. And uh, Grant shoots him. And then as they're running away, <clears throat> she has already set up the uh, Claymore. But Beowulf is like, <clears throat> he stops right before he steps on the line. And he's like, ha, I'm a, I'm a hunter hero and the future king. He's like, I'm not a drunken bear. You think I'd fall into a trap? And as he's saying this, he's holding the uh, Claymore with the back towards uh, Duncan and Gran. Yep. And so fucking Duncan's like, oh, I guess you're too smart for us. And then shoots the Claymore. Uh, well, hey, kills him. Blows him up. Which is good. You know, that now they, they've saved that threat. Yeah. Uh, but the eventually, you know, the car is totaled. Obviously. Yeah, it's, completely. It's like, it's it's gone. So they end up walking. He walks Grand back to um, Somerset, the 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 home, the old the, folks' home for her. Yeah, that she's living in. Um, and then he's you know he has to walk back home, so uh, or get a taxi or something. He's got to get back home. Um, back in Bristol, Mary uh, rents a room or booked a room at this hotel, and then when she goes in, there's Merlin. And, you know, well, so it's it's the oldest pub in Bristol, and the guy's like, you know, they say the ghosts are here, and she's like, yeah, I know, and I know, just leave me alone until my hour's up. Yeah, yeah, because she only paid for the hour. Um, Merlin's there; he'd come in through the other world or brought her into the other world, wanted to, and they're they have a conversation, um, basically saying that Arthur isn't Arthur, and that you know I'm. I need to get him back to being Arthur. Um, and obviously Mary is what, or Nimue, 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 whatever. I look, I don't know these, these this stuff. <laughs> um, he's calling her Nimue because that's who she is. She's taken on that role. And um, he is basically just, uh, what is he doing right here? Cause I, I, well, he's I, like, you know, uh, he keeps avoiding her questions about Galahad or just kind of pushing him off. And then um, he's like, oh, by the way, you know, um, Beowulf, has, uh, his story has ended, but the actual story of Beowulf is in motion. And uh, he's like, they already have killed the hero. So all that's left are the monsters, basically, is what they were trying to say. Because, okay. you know, uh, Beowulf is supposed to kill Grendel and all that shit. Yep. So back at Somerset, back at the old folks home. Uh, all of, <laughs> all of the um, people downstairs that usually are there with Bridget, with Graham, uh, whenever she's sitting on the couch watching TV and they want to change the channel, they use, she usually like threatens to, I don't know, stab them or something. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, she, wa she walks in, they're like, oh, oh, hey, hey, Bridget, we could. <laughs> we were we watching the Bake Off, but we can change it over to the news if you want. Yeah. And she's like, nope, I'm just going to have a sit down. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the mood for some uh, nonsense. And a nice niceness is what she says. Yeah, <laughs> nice nonsense, but whatever to her. Um, but yeah, she's uh, cool, awesome. Uh, we get back to Rose, and 
she is about ready to turn in for the night, and she's like, all right, cool. So uh, let's just see if uh, Duncan can have night off. And she does the divination and then gives a call to Duncan. Um, we don't see what happens at the moment, but he wakes up and he's like, all right, cool. So I got to get to somewhere. Uh, but he then he forgot that his car was, you know, totaled. Because he, he goes downstairs and gets ready to hop in there and is like, fuck. Um, <laughs> but what it is, it's something's happening at the Old Folk film. Yeah. Uh, that's where Rose saw. That's where all the pins went. And out pops Grendel and he squashes the... Uh... Groundskeeper, Willie. Yep. Oh. <laughs> well, Tony, actually. Tony. Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah. Uncle Tony. Uh, and Grendel looks freaking badass. Yeah, he looks like um, if the Hulk had a uh, evil face with okay. super sharp teeth. Yeah. Um, his head almost well, looks like a snake with too many teeth. Well, like in that, I know that visage visage looks familiar to me. I just can't place it. Um, yeah, off the top of my head at the moment. But yeah, no, still though, he just looks. I think it looks cool. Absolutely. Um, so back to Duncan, and he has been trying to get somewhere, or no, maybe it, the uh, he's trying to get Uber to him, uh, and they're apparently three minutes away, but they've been three minutes away for a while. Yeah. Um, so and we're gonna find out here in a minute that the rides got canceled, uh, and he's trying to get a hold of Gran. She's not answering. And then he decide he sees the taxi driver coming through, and he just decides, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta stop the taxi. You got, you gotta take me out to. I, I need to get to Midsummer Norton. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, that's way out of my way. I'm not going that far." And then Duncan pulls a book out of Grandma's uh, or pay, page out of Grandma's book and uh, pulls a gun on dude. He's like, "Hey, please." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he said, "Please." That's a good thing, right? Uh huh. Um, but you know, Gran is like, Oh, something's going on down here. I don't know what it is, but uh, she's like, Oh, she's like, Hey, I want to tell you, know, she's she knows something's going on, but she's got to be the sweet old lady that you know nobody expects. He has and, to put on the facade of, Hey, keep these people in the dark as much as possible, yeah, yeah. So she's in, she goes to the kitchen, and uh, the the one of the guys is like, What, what are you doing? And she's like, Well, I was going to the kitchen for a snack, and she's like, Um, you little sweet thing worrying about me. She's like, uh, I'm just peckish because I missed dinner. What'd you think? I was going and looking for a nice big knife or something. <laughs> Perish the thought. And he's like, I'll fix you a sandwich. You know, just let, uh, let me let get me the phone. The real quick, yeah. Real. And then the door bursts down and in comes Grendel. Um, and Jack, the orderly, just like, ah, oh, please, we got to get the police. And Bridge is just like, yeah, that they're not going to. No, don't be a ninny. They'll just make an awful mess of everything. Uh-huh. So they like, let's just let's just go to the kitchen. Yeah, they run to the kitchen. Um, Duncan has got the taxi driver obviously holding him hostage. I, he also like he's on the phone with Rose and he tells Rose, like, hey, I'm not I'm not gonna shoot him. Like it's like I'm scared of this thing probably more than he is, and I and I'm pointing it at him. Like and Rose is just like that's probably not a good thing to say out loud to your hostage. And she's like, yeah, but you haven't seen the size of this gun. <laughs> uh, but but then she, she she mentions that I, I called the authorities. They are surrounding the place. I could have them go in. I know we're not supposed to, but we can't get a hold of Grand. So, like, what do you want me to do? And he's just like, yeah, send them in. Yeah, like, go ahead and do it. You too. So, Grendel's, stor- like, not storming. He's, um... Creeping through the house. Lurking, creeping yeah. through the house. Tosses Tony, um, Tony's headless body with the head still like nearby, um, on the ground to try and draw people out. And Gran, uh, I didn't realize what she was pouring in there into the uh, the pan at first. Um, and I've read this before. And I totally forgot. I thought it was butter. Like even hot butter is is still not great, but. Apparently she threw some oil in there. Maybe uh lard. lard. Yeah. Um, and she basically tells Jack, uh, because she's heating this up, she's gonna use it. She tells Jack to like, hey, you go hide um and keep your mouth shut. 
So and then she finds her big knife. Yep. <laughs> and she uh, she wanders out to to Grendel to try and lure him toward her because she knows the the people upstairs are like the older than her that they're they're older people who can't really do a whole lot. So he's trying. She's trying to keep them safe since they're yeah. easy pickings. Um, and so she lures him into the kitchen, throws the hot oil on his face, and kind of burns his face away, which is which is fun. It looks really wicked. Yeah. Um, and then one of which one? Who is this one? Bev. Uh, Bev, one of Grand's housemates, picks up the phone that Duncan's been trying to call. And uh, like, oh yeah, hey, uh, you know, Bridget has been. She just stepped out, but there's some scary noise, like a big dog. Oh, and I'm Bev. You know, pleased to meet you. We've uh, barricaded ourselves in because Grand told them to. But it's like a couple end tables, uh, a chair, and a heavy and, potted plant. Yeah, and Grand's just like you. You really thought this was gonna keep somebody out? But it's a very heavy pot- potted plant, is yeah. what they say. Um, but then she's talking to one of the old guys, and she's like, "Trevor, you read poetry, right?" She's like, "Do you know how to kill Grendel?" And uh, right. yeah. yeah, okay. So this part right here, when the cops show up, it's—I mean, it's not fuzz. Yeah, yeah. It's—it's it's it's fucking like hilarious. It was great. I mean, because they are loaded to the nines with all of their equipment that they would at the end of that movie. And then they see Grendel, and Grendel just, you know, eats them all up, just destroys them. Um, yeah, this is when Trevor tells Gran that, you know, Beowulf killed him uh, by ripping off his Grendel's arms. And she's like, oh, Beowulf. Shit. He's. Well, he that of- might be a problem. Yeah. And that's where that one ends. Yep. Back in the other world, uh, we see Arthur, and he is. Now he's really done with Galahad screaming. And Merlin's just like, just it'll be fine, my lord. He'll be, it'll be right as rain before too long. Yeah. Um, back in the old folks' home, Grendel had just had his meal with you know three cops. Um, and, and Grand was trying to rush some people out of there to get them away from him. Yep. Uh, and she is like squaring off with him. Basically saying like you made the right mess of all this. Um, <laughs> she even brings up like, uh, does your mother know uh, you're you're out like this? And she's like, well, yeah. first she says, what were you born in a pigsty? And he says, no, a pool. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So it brings up the mother, mother of monsters. We'll get to her in just a little bit. Um. Gran ends up stabbing. Well, the, the thing she's like, "Oh wait, what's that in your mouth?" And he says, "People, and soon you." And she's like, "Oh no, I see what's in there now." And she says, "A dirty great knife that just stabs him right through the top of his mouth," and yells at the uh, the rest of the people to run to hide. Well, yeah, because she was like, "She told them she's like, wait till my move, and then run." And so she stabs him, and then she's like, "Guys, that was my move. Run, <laughs> go." Um and. At this time, Duncan is, is just showing up with the taxi, and he's like, "Okay, cool, let me out here." And then he's like, "Actually, no, wait, speed up." Yeah. So he uses the uh, taxi to smash. Uh, a battering ram of sorts that doesn't yeah. do anything. Well, no, the only thing it does is pisses Grendel off. Like Grendel catches it right at the front of it, wrecks it. Awesome. Um. Yeah. He goes back after Grand, but Duncan has dragged himself out of the wrecked car to stop him. Oh, excuse and, me. And yeah, so Duncan is now squaring off with Grendel. And, and by squaring off, we mean getting picked up and getting ready to be eaten. Well, you know. But Grand realizes that, you know, Tony, the groundskeeper, was is gone, but he had equipment. Well, she he she looks at the, the grounds as like, oh poor Tony. He kept such a well-manicured lawn. Wait a minute. And so she rushes to the barn, grabs, uh, ends up grabbing a chainsaw. We'll see that here in a second. But as Duncan is about ready to be swallowed, he sees the knife that Grant stuck in his... Yep. Stabbed in his mouth. Grabs it and, like, plucks it through his eye. 
Was it through? Oh yeah, I guess it was through his eye. At first, I thought he'd went through like his like the the nostrils, but you're right, it was right through I his eye. I thought too, but he had he had gone out and above. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. So here comes Graham with the uh, the chainsaw and hacks off Grendel's arm. Um, and then he which. Goes yeah, he goes running away because that's how it happens in the uh, story. Yep. Uh, except Beowulf had ripped off his arm. Yeah, he lost an arm. That's when he dies. The story says Beowulf or Grendel dies after losing an arm, probably blood loss. I don't know. I would assume uh, so. Yeah, but he goes back to the other world, and we see um, start calling Grendel Georgie. <laughs> nice. Uh, we we see Mary watching on, and you know she messages Merlin saying they, they killed the monster. He says, keep watch. And he's like, well, Duncan is here. And he repeats, keep watch. So, Gran is trying to explain to everybody that, hey, everything's fine now. Like, uh, although she is covered in blood. blood from head to toe and holding yeah. a chainsaw. Yep, and they're all like, what the fuck? Huh. Okay. Uh, so she she tells Jack to keep all the people upstairs hidden or back up and go back to bed. She tells everybody to go into the kitchen or somewhere else. So and, stay away from the mess, the gore, the blood, anything that would, you know, anything that would show them what was going on because she has to keep people who know about the story to a minimum. Yes. Um, and so everybody separated. Her and Duncan are talking for a quick second. But the like SWAT comes in or like heavy armed cops come in, sees Gran and Duncan and sees all the blood and sees their dead people. And, and Gran with the chainsaw, of course, you know? Yeah. And it's like, is that Gran's just like, look, this is, you know, the, the, well, how would you say it? Um, the call sign, that strange call sign that told you to stay away and, and, to stay clear and obey, it's an effect. So you can you can go away now. Like bye. And he's like, "Is that a bloody chainsaw?" And she's just like, Ugh. "Well." I mean... <clears throat> and then they uh, go to try and arrest Duncan and Gran, but they got the call over the radio saying to basically let them go, even though three of their men are gone. Um. And then the, the cop that, or the guy that stops is like, you know, this isn't the end of this. And uh, Grand's like, for your sake, it better be. Yeah. <clears throat> and then so, she gets pissed off because, you know, Duncan had called in the police. Yeah. And and like you were saying, she's trying to keep knowledge of this stuff to a minimum. And he called in the police and he's like, well, God, Graham, like I was trying to make sure you were OK. Like, I, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was happening. And excuse me for caring about you. And yeah, it was just yeah. Uh, she he even he even brings out what does he say? Um, where she says that's all well and good, but all you've done is is dragged a bunch of sheep into the woods, and now that they know, and now they know about wolves. Uh, we can't let people know. And Duncan brings up like you know, it's the twenty first uh, century. You know, information, information wants to be free, and he's right. Like it, it's stuff like this, especially we've seen it in in our just time growing up with the internet, like how quickly does information get out there from one yeah. end of the planet to the other, you know? Yep. In a matter of moments. Literally. So, um, they, mm. they go and they're talking to everybody and she's telling them, all right, so why don't we all just, you know, go get drunk. Um, you say that there was loose bear our our Alzheimer's is is kicking in, kind of thing. Just we gotta cover, basically cover the story up. Yep, and you know, like know the better. And the old lady's like, a bear would make sense, you know. Uh, it had those big claws. Uh huh. The and then driver's like, oh, I was just paying attention to the gun. Could have been anything because you know he had a gun to his head. And uh, Jack is even says like, oh, maybe maybe it was a bear. I'm not entirely sure. But Trevor, good old Trev. He's like, what's wrong with you all? That was Grendel. Like, it that said was, it was, was Grendel. Grendel. <laughs> and uh, he's like, do you guys know what happens next, right? Like, everybody's celebrating the, the death of Grendel, and then his mom shows up. And then here comes a giant clawed hand ripping through Trev's body 
Um, and I literally tears in the shreds, and now we have uh, the mother of monsters. Yep. Oh, so great. So we go into the last episode, last issue here, and she rips off the arm of the taxi driver. Uh, Duncan definitely feels bad for this one because this is guy he get home. Yeah, he he brought the guy into it, and now he's you know gotten him killed. Yep. Um, and so Bridget Graham takes the chainsaw and is going to uh, try and kill the mother as best she can, or do something to him or to her. Um, Jack and uh, Bev Duncan tells them to go hide, keep the people. Uh, Keep everybody away from everything, yeah. Yeah, I I believe the mother of monsters has going upstairs, so Gran is chasing after her. Um, And then as Duncan is running to the car to try and get some weapons, uh, Mary sees him, and so we're going to see what happens there. Um, Real quick, like, because, like I said, Bridget, Gran is chasing after the mother to try and stop her from attacking. And Mary's like, you're you're in here looking for weapons, and... uh... Um, Duncan, you know, is like, no, if you're going to shoot me, just go ahead and shoot me. You know, I don't have time for the family drama. And she's yep. like, I'm not here for that. I'm here to give you a weapon if you're willing to take it. And, and I assume that she explains to him that she's got the book of Beowulf and that, you know, well, he uh, knows, I think he recognizes what's going on. He realizes yeah. immediately. Um, and once he sees the book, he's like, okay, that's now it's all clicking in the place. Um, so yeah, obviously Gran is able to stop the monster from eating anybody and basically like gets her out of the the building. Uh like I, I guess it is see I'm, I'm not entirely sure how she gets out actually. I, I'm wondering if it's because the story is being read. It probably or something that maybe it's even something that Grand says like that causes you know her story to move forward or whatever. Okay. E- either way she goes out. Um, there is a uh, a mirror. It's like is, a swamp or a bog, yeah, you know. Which kind of pops up in the um, lake, or no, I'm sorry, in the pool that is part of the the facility. Yeah. And so Mary starts to read the story, and ultimately Duncan is well. Grant stops her from reading the story. Stop her she's, from finishing the story. She starts she's like, reading. you know, what are you doing? I don't, you know. <clears throat> she's like, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not Mary. I'm not Elaine. She's like, I'm Nimue now. And she's like, oh, so you're uh, in bed with Merlin now, huh? And uh, she's like, well, look, she's like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to save, you know, my son. If you, you know, want, I need to finish this so that he doesn't die. Yeah, I need to keep reading this, this tale. And so Duncan's in there fighting the monster. At one point, they like come out of the water, and that's when Gran like puts two and two together because she started reading the tale, and if she stops like and doesn't finish it, Duncan's dead. So yeah. she does. She re- reads it, finishes it up, and um, then she Bridget is just like, "So what? What does all that mean?" Because she's well, that, and, yeah, and she's like, basically, more. what it is is uh, in short, Beowulf goes into the water. Uh, with the mother of monsters, all of his weapons fail him, and just as he is dying, he sees a sword. Yep. And we get the pictures of Duncan in the water, and then the um, Excalibur comes back to him. Yep. <clears throat> and he decapitates the mother of monsters. He comes out. Trolling out. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, Excalibur. And she's like, yep, the stories really are tangled up, aren't they? And uh, as she's saying this, Mary pulls out a gun, or Nimue pulls out a gun on Gran, and they're both holding the gun up. By this time, Duncan's just fucking fed up with it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he he's, he's doesn't care. He now, now, not only is he Percy, but he is Beowulf, and so that's two stories that he's in the middle of. Stuck in, yeah. Yeah, and um, I think, what does he, what does she ask? Um, Gran asks, so so you've got Beowulf wrapped up with you, but how does it end? I, I remember the monster, but not how it ends. Funny that. Funny something you know more than me. And Duncan says, you know, he kills a dragon. But the dragon also death. kills him. And she's like, oh, that explains why he was on fire when we saw him. Which is like, yeah, okay, sure. 
but he um like that's not gonna happen now. Uh, it happens much later, and she, and Grant's just like, oh, that's good. I'm uh, I'm a little tired right now. I I don't think I could take you on a dragon tonight. Um, so I guess it's the next day back in Bristol. Uh, Duncan shows up to Rose's place, and they uh, he's just like, you know, three people died, and then three more cops. So that's six total. Like, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what's safe anymore. Uh, and they, you know, they kiss, they embrace. And this is, Merlin's got a picture of it because Nimue uh, apparently took a picture of it. I'm not entirely sure. Um, and he's going to be using this as, I don't want to say father, but like. He's definitely. Yeah, he, he definitely sees, oh, this is some way where we can possibly control Duncan. Yep. Or hurt Duncan, or, you know, we need to find out more about this girl, basically, is what it boils yeah. down to. <clears throat> um, and then, I don't know if this is just another employee, or if this was, like, Bev's kid that came to visit. But she's like asking, "What the heck happened? What happened to the place? Why is it all tore up?" Just, just some renovations, dearie. Yeah. <laughs> um. But she keeps, you know, she keeps the story under wraps, like she's supposed to. Yep. But and... that is that's actually the end of it. But then we have a couple pages here at the very end, like we missed it last time, so we're gonna cover it this time. Uh, Arthur is sitting on his throne, um, the siege perilous, and Merlin is basically telling me, you know, "Hey, the uh, the plan's in motion." Uh, to find the Grail, we need Percival, Galahad, and Boris. Boris. Uh, and, you know, we have Percival and Galahad right now. And Arthur's like, well, where's where's Boris? We have to find, have we found this knight? And Merlin's like, well, we haven't found Boris. Not exactly yet. Yeah. And we are in London. And um, this this cop, I think like the chief of police, is talking to the prime minister. Saying is like, hey, so uh, yo, shit happened. Well, this isn't this is this isn't a cop. This is the dude that's in charge of. Uh, um, this is the guy that's the contact for Rose. Is it the contact? I thought yeah. was, I thought he was like chief of police or something because he's talking about the codes that came in, and like, there's nothing we can do. These cold codes are older than we. Know. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He's trying because the prime minister is like, well, you know. Um, <clears throat> I need, you know, this, this can't keep happening. He's like, you know, uh, we can't just keep covering up all this stuff that's going on. I've got police officers missing, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, no, no, you don't understand. We have to keep this in place. This is in place for a reason. Yeah. And, you know, uh, he's like, so, you know, I, I need, like, he's like, I can, I can check in to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, but yeah, this, I need you I, to I, stay I, away from it because nobody first, else can know anything. Yeah. This was the first incident where cops have died in a long time. Because if we saw back in volume one, when they were going into the the church, um, Rose was able to keep the cops out. Nobody died. But now we've got three dead bodies and then three more dead cops. So there's a problem. Um, Yeah, so the Prime Minister's like, hey, open it up. I want to see what... uh, what what's going on you know and and the guy tells me he even says like i can't tell you anything of what's going on but i can make sure that they're still sticking to the accord that they're supposed to be sticking to and not you know perverting it or whatever yeah <clears throat> so that's it well that's it for this that's it for this coverage yeah we, uh in a couple weeks you guys will hear the, the thrilling next. conclusion well, well, well not really the conclusion of these three the halfway point we're gonna have yeah. a halfway point but no, I love this thing. I love this book. Oh, absolutely. Story. And um, like I said, it goes so fast because the story is so uh like you get involved in the story as soon as you start reading it, and then you're yeah. just like flying through the pages to know what's going on, know what's happening, and like I, I love it. It, it and the, the art, like Dan Moore's art is works wonderful too. There's there how many pages were there where it was just art and them fighting and but you get the full story, story of it. itself, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Wonderful. Um so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward. We're like I said, we're gonna cover the next episode. We'll be covering the next six issues, and then uh, it'll be a minute before we cover the rest because I don't have the deluxe edition yet. Sometime this year, hopefully. 
will it'll come out, but we'll see. Um so that being said, thank you guys for listening. Uh we are part of the uh professional casual network. So if you wanna go ahead and, and maybe if if you like us enough, you can go give us uh check out the Patreon, give us a you Patreon can become one of our bookers. Yes. And I I don't know what special perks you have just yet on there. Maybe we'll come up with something. Maybe we'll send you guys some stickers or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, maybe hell, who knows? I've got play here. Maybe I'll send you a, a free comic. I don't know. I, that'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, for three dollars you get a four dollar comic or or even a trade paperback. That's actually hey. a good price. Well, I mean three three dollars and one cent over a amount of time. Like I'll make it worth your while. I don't know if it'll be good, but um I'll give you something. I got plenty of trades I can get get rid of. Nothing yeah. these are all mine. <laughs> um but yeah, but you also get access to the Discord over at the professional casual. And uh, and they have some awesome shows on there. And the the Discord itself is wild. It is always, always popping. Like there's somebody on the Discord at all time of the day. And I know this because I still haven't silenced any of my notifications. (laughs) Oh, I silence all of them. Uh, (laughs) But you'll you'll there there are some great people to talk to. Uh, Like the Wizard of Oz, terrible. Oh, (laughs) yes, I might even have a couple of them on the show in the future. We're trying to work that out. Um. Just obviously, time. I mean, technically, we've had some of them on the show because both uh, Tim and uh, Chuck have been on the show. True, but and, I meant uh, more like people in the community. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's that. You guys can also find us on Twitter at Comic Rundown on Instagram at Comic Book Rundown. Um, you can find the show, or you can email the show Comic Book Rundown at gmail dot com. Rate and review us on your podcasting app of choice. Or through DMs through social medias. If you do, let us know. We'll uh, we'll read it on the upcoming episode. We've got merch over at Redbubble and T Public, or T Public, or T Bubble and Red Red Public. Look, fuck off! All right, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Great. Um, and our song was done by Joe from ha- formerly from formerly Rec- Podcast, Podcast and, and formerly, formerly part of the Sex Turtles. Yep. Uh, where can they find you, Ronald? Uh, you can find me uh, good at this game pretty much everywhere. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, uh, probably some other places. Fuck, I don't know. Um, yeah, get a hold of me. Yeah, I do yeah. art stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that's everything. This is actually probably one of our shorter episodes. Still it almost, it's almost an hour. Yeah. Like I said, though, these things fly. These comics fly and they get the it's story told. Yeah. And I love it because that means, like, it wasn't like the last couple of them that we've done where it's, like, tedious reading. It was also six issues versus the last two Supermans were 10 and 11 issues. Yeah, but this is also a whole, like, entire story arc instead of, like, a bunch of split-off branching, like, little... Because this this is a tale that has a beginning and end. It's not just an ongoing to be on for ongoing thing. Yeah. But, all right, I think that's everything. So thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolf Warp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder 2nd edition actual play. 
and on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.